Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Everything <laughs> is a competition that I have to win. I win. Here we are with Kill Switch Engage. You just got the opportunity to do the biggest song in your career. But will you do it because it's a duet with One Direction? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> You're in. I'm in. You're in, 100%. Yeah, You're in two. We got two wins with One Direction. Metal Mike. When you go to the supermarket, which aisle do you spend the most time in? Produce. Yeah, uh, vegetables, huh? <laughs> Welcome to Metal Me. We're missing Joe and, and his wife, Amy. And what, what did he say is he the problem? His uh, water, His water pump. pump. Yes. His water pump. You know what? Let's, let's call him right now. Let's, let's right away just call him. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not buying this whatsoever. Yeah, 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 my water pump. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Joe. It happens to be really cold out, too. Yeah, yeah it's very cold out. <laughs> yeah, he was out. all complaining about how cold it was here. We should go into Queens it's last 10 week. 10 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. did it say, he's like, oh, my God. It's like... <laughs> It's like minus seven here, and if you go to Queens, it's like 50. Ah, it's really cold out here. Eh? It's been so dark at night. Ah, there's no lights out here. <laughs> I got out of the car, and there was a horse outside. <laughs> All right, so today we got great stuff. We are finally going to do the um, metal monologues. Which is going to turn into something even cooler. Deanna brought something, so we're gonna we're gonna try that. She brought something living after midnight. I don't, you're just gonna have to listen to it. We're just gonna wing it. We'll wing it. She sent it to me before the show, and it looks funny. Maybe we can make something of it. From Hate Breed, we are gonna have um, Jamie on. Jamie Justa, and we have a fun thing with him too. Listen, you don't even have to be in the metal. Just listening to what we're gonna do. I spent when I'm on the road. I spent about an hour trying to come up with this bit where I read lyrics as if they were movie scenes. And now it's turning into something bigger and crazier. I also got a really cool phone call right before I showed up here. And uh, we're going to talk about how we can create that idea. Maybe you, the listeners, can give me suggestions on Facebook. And that's it. Let's rock with it. This is our fifth episode of the metal in me. Yeah. And we'll see if anywhere during the show, Mike Tichy says totally. Yo. What you doing, Hammer? Fucking nothing. Sitting in my goddamn living room. What happened to your car? Uh, on Friday, it blew out the, um, yeah. um, the water pump. So I got it replaced. Getting a lot of rest um, now? That was supposed to be done today. I got a call this, uh, at 6 saying it's not going to be done today. Son so. of a gun. It's just a water pump. You know what? You got a lot of... Alex is really... We're all... Not just Alex. I know these guys are throwing... They're feeling like... Um... He let us down. Yeah. Yeah, he let us down. Really bad. You and your little water pump. Yeah, I did. 
I let you all down. <laughs> because now the show sucks without me. <laughs> you got to pitch up at Port Authority. <laughs> we could have sent the bus. You could have got on a bus. <laughs> what? What do you mean? What bus? I would have totally taken a bus. The gym bus? Yeah, the gym bus. Yeah, the gym bus was coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> we, damn it how is you guys you guys do- are having fun and I'm fucking pissed oh, off this is the best time Alex made food Jim brought Alex food. made food I brought dinner we're hammered right oh. now Artie Alex brought his cheese food? yeah and Artie can't be here for the next three weeks and neither can Alex but that's alright oh man no I'm joking so now that Alex brought his food that means Mike's gonna be complaining for the next four months <laughs> <laughs> no he did a good job today he did do a good job yeah, por- great yeah. portions. We got an idea. We got we got a call today, where a really huge band wants to make a video of like kind of like a sketch thing of like uh, either political satire or something that would just put them in a funny or kind of cool light. It's five finger. It's five finger death punch. It's five finger. Yes, oh, that's, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> Mike's dying. <laughs> he sounds so stupid when he says totally. <laughs> so just gnaw on that for a little bit, and then uh, we'll figure out something... You know, when you come back next week. Awesome. If your water awesome. pump's back. If your water pump is fixed. What well, is it? A- I mean, no matter what, next time I'll, I'll take the train or something. If I knew sooner, I would have, like you said, taken <laughs> the train or something. You're getting a lot of faces <laughs> here. You're getting a lot of faces here. Joe, you're getting a lot of faces. You get- I know. What do you want me to do? Of course I want to be there. Joe, does, Joe know know the- right does Joe know Does Joe know about the trainer running into the... Uh- the fire hydrant that has a giant stick so oh, wait. you don't run into it. <laughs> yeah, did you know this? Did you know at the end of Mike's driveway, right, when you leave at night, uh-huh. if, if you the road curves a little, like the driveway curves, right. if but, you don't go around that curb about six feet to the... To the it's uh, a good ten. All right, maybe ten feet past uh like at the end of the driveway is a fire hydrant with a huge pole on a it a whole fluorescent pole sticking up so, yeah, under you, so you can't run into it well i don't know if you know this about my trainer last week he, he hit it uh, well he yeah sort oh. of <laughs> oh my god <laughs> totally <laughs> it was it was like minus 5 degrees and me and Artie backing up, and I just see some guy running up the driveway, f- flagging me down. I go, "What are you? What are you going?" He's like, "I think I'm stuck." I, went, I, I thought, <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you, what do you mean he's stuck?" So I went out there. He goes, I, "I think I'm wedged against a fire hydrant." I go, "Fire hydrant?" And we go out there, and his car is literally wet. It's down a hill. It's a big slope there. It's a total drop. 
and he went back and he got stuck against the fire hydrant and he couldn't he his wheels would spin. He was too much of an angle going up. So the plug, the plug was into the tire. The plug oh. was complete on the fire hydrant was completely wedged in his tire. And then, then Jim And Jim he's sitting said, there with his sweatpants at minus eight degree weather. The coldest day of the year. I was numb standing out there with, with barehanded. When you called me, you said Huh? So we had to we had to push him. We had to push his car. But then you thought he might have had a flat, right? Yeah, and I was praying he didn't so have a flat. So you said you're gonna leave your I'll leave your phone on, but you called me and you go, so I'm gonna turn my phone off right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. I said, listen, call me in two minutes if your car goes flat. He's like, yeah, no problem. I turned my phone right <laughs> off. There's no way I was changing a tire. Minus 40. <laughs> he backed up. Nobody backs up out of this driveway. I back up. You do? Yeah, I back up. I use the side view mirror and I can see things. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what else did you use the side view mirror for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, to see the future. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well. Awesome. I'm pissed off I'm not there. Have fun, yeah. guys. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe you. All right. <laughs> Doesn't sound genuine. Bye. We're 20 minutes away from Guess These Middle Lyrics with Jamie Jesta. We are one hour and five minutes away from Metal Monologues. Stay tuned. Five Finger Death Punch wants to make a video. And they're like, just give us some ideas. Of what type of what type of um, thing you want to do? Do you want to just like some type of political satire? And I went, I'm so stupid. I don't even know. I'm like, what, like, does that mean it had to be political? So, yeah. right? And, I, and he goes, I would think it has to be like political something. And I, and I instantly went, uh, I don't know if I want to go political, but um, it also depends what it is. I got, I don't know. I'm not political, so. Yeah. Like when I hear that, I think of you know the old Phil Collins video with the puppets, mm-hmm. with like Ronald right. Reagan. Yeah, like that I would do. Like that to me would be like political satire. Mm-hmm. Ah, see so you now that I would do. Like if when I say, like when I say poli- politics is like um, professional wrestling, except yeah. for real lives are at stake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in wrestling, I don't and think I, you, in order to. I don't think you have to pick a side. You know. Dude, maybe that's the that's got to be one of the ideas then. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think politics as wrestling would be what well, awesome because it's all it's theater. It, correct. So what I would do, what I used to do as a bit, and I never really honing in is we all get together and we go, okay, Alec, I need you. You need to go out and you need to really. You got to keep the straight face. You have to start dressing like this, and we need you. To really zap it to immigrants, we're gonna write you it. We can't have. We want to belt the Mexicans. Totally, I'm in. We need to belt the. I'm in. I'm in. And then, and then, like Deanna, we need you to get on the women's rights. Um, and and this, and we need you to back the gay society. And then you're just gonna really piss you off. 
And then, and you can't, and you got to show it really <laughs> mad. And so, and then it's a, a boxing ring yeah. where you come up and she's like, this woman calls herself a woman, wants the Mexicans to be gay and married. All under, and just have the whole booing. And as as each person is coming in, they hear the booing, or just like wrestling. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And you get the body slamming? They all stand for something different, but... Do it for what were we gonna say, Deanna? I missed the beginning of this, so this was be, to set up a video for. for like yeah, a this is this is what I got for it. They want to do a. Um, they want me to come up with some ideas where it would be either a three part series of like a minute long, or just like one top three minute video. They'll fly me out, pay for the whole shebiggle. So I said, does it have to be political? Because if it doesn't have to be political. Then my mind goes in areas where there's so many things about this band you don't know. And, you know, maybe Ivan is reading poetry in a room mm-hmm. with a bow tie and, like, this beautiful poet. The other guy's playing a cello and they're listening to it. And one, one guy's reading to children, like the real scary-looking <laughs> bassist player. He's reading really nice things to children. But I don't know. I don't know how far does that joke go before yeah. it turns into something else. I love that. I think... I think politics as wrestling would be really, really cool. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. But so how do you do that? How would you... Well, it, how, is it, it's like a video for one of their songs? It wouldn't even be... It doesn't even have... Maybe they can put music behind it. Maybe we can do a little bit of maybe. I don't know. And then Artie was saying, he goes, it sounds like the song Wannabe. Went, oh. That, that might be sick too if you... Get them, but like, look have, at have look, them get in your them video in the video. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that would be ridiculous! And have them dressed up as all the you almost have, you, you have to do whatever they want because you want to. Yeah, get hey, listen, <laughs> you have to, listen, you want them at the end. At the end of the day, uh, I have m- way more to gain than they ever do. Yeah, the the only thing they they want to gain out of it is they're seen in a different light. They're seeing a funny different light. That's hmm. all. Where did that come from? I just got the phone call before. Because Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? That yeah, this is the band we always we always talk about. We got this is the band I always talk about, and I, I, I almost every episode I bring up Five Finger Death Punch because I I love them. Yeah, I I'm fascinated by them. I and I'm also they're, f- they're the video I showed you, Deanna, with. When we saw them, it looked like the end of the world. It a rocket just, range? It just bodies flying over bodies. I showed you a video from when I took it from the side of the stage. It looks, it's so scary. I felt like I was in, I felt like I was in uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Or I felt like I was in a scene from like, uh, like some crazy fight. Star Wars. It looked, I, to me, it, was, it looked like it was a movie. Like It, it was, really did. It looked like a movie it, scene. It didn't look real, their crowd. It was unbelievable. People just from seventy-five yards out getting lifted up. It was just one person after the other, just body surfing. And you're you're trying to imagine it, but it wasn't. It was like a hundred people at once, right? Surfing the crowd, just like this, one after the other, on top of each other, fall. Just like you would see someone start here, and they pass five other people on top of five other people, wind up getting to the front of the stage and just falling off. And they just put them back on. They, and they, and they were, just put because they weren't being 
like uh, violent or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just the best though. We started laughing really hard. There were people dressed up as uh, like Spider Man, like Spider Man. <laughs> you see, Sp- and, <laughs> right? But you just see Spider Man, <laughs> and then you'd see Aquaman. <laughs> uh, you saw what's his name? What, what's the the Avenger? The uh, Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> that was really freaking funny. Yeah. So yeah, isn't this? So it started off with going, hey. I would like to interview them too, and they probably didn't. I, I don't think the name got to them because I know they would know. I mean, we did ship rocked with them. Yeah, we did two things, and I them. talked with Ivan, and I I did the whole improv. That's where the whole "Don't be a D," yeah, I because I said this is Ivan's ship, and he should do the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, that was funny. And then we saw him at. They were they were on ship rock and then rock in the range rock in the range, and I was always so it's weird. I don't that's so when I said hey, it'd be great if I can get one of them. I was kind of dragging her feet. And but I, I remember you like saying like you did his impression, like you did his thing on stage, and you're like, I don't know, I got to walk around the ship. Yeah, like, I, I wasn't was, sure. But then if... you were like you. He came up to you and was just like. Yeah, he was Ivan the was nicest great. guy. Yeah, he was awesome. I said, "What was it like working with Halford?" He was like. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! He was just like the sweetest, yeah, good guy. It was awesome, but he got swamped as soon as he started walking around the boat. So these guys can't walk around the boat, yeah. So yeah, let's. We need to come up with suggestions to do uh, stuff for them. So and they have he, like a. Is it? Are they doing a song and they want you in the video or? They, I don't know. It's all. It's all open the air. They okay. just said a video, a political satire thing. So it could be just like a sketch. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna. So really as a cool. sketch, I'll suggest that professional wrestling thing, like '80s old school wrestling, where you got like a manager, right. like Mean Gene, <laughs> like talking like the two or candidates Mr. X are like the, Mr. X with Superfly the, Snooka and the mask, you know, yeah, oh, with yeah. mask and a cape. Yeah. Oh, One yeah. guy's to come yeah. up with a cape, green tongue, and like all of their, all <laughs> of their around. like. Ooh, Brother is all like political, <laughs> political based. I should do the interviews. Wait, wait, like, wait. are you are you trying to like have the political candidates be part of like be the wrestlers and stuff? Or well, I think the idea it would be it you, would be the wrestlers. Rep- it, it would play on the theatrics of wrestling, Correct. like paralleling it to the Correct. theatrics of politics. So what like we behind can, the scenes, there's someone wait, really saying, like really saying, hey, yeah, yeah. You, you go out there and, and at the. No, I don't think I think they should be wrestlers. But instead of like talking, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna body slam you, blah blah. blah, It's oh, you (laughs) know, you know, Macho Man's running for president, right? Yeah, like Macho Man, exactly. Like Ivan's, what you make each band member a different guy, and I could be I I could be. With the top head, like the guy who yeah. runs professional wrestling, going Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah, Vince I'm like, McMahon, I totally. need you to do this. And when he doesn't pull it off, I'm like, you know what? I'm making you a villain now. <laughs> you know, what? I'm going to accidentally kill or you. You're, you're going to lose out. this election. Yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> out. You just said something about the Mexicans right now. <laughs> and at the end of the day, too, it's just to prove that it's really just a business mm-hmm. and they're playing on the fools of everyone's minds so at the end it's just him cashing in all the money and yeah. and paying each guy thank you you were fantastic yeah. the way you sold the whole that's awesome gay yeah. agenda was brilliant oh that's awesome brilliant you yeah. know um that would be 
I think they'd be really into that. And that's kind of cool, too. It's like pointing out what might be going on. I think a whole really? podcast would me just going there pitching to them. <laughs> <laughs> and you could do like really off the wall like you should pitch banana for... stuff and see what like what they what they yeah, like, what yeah, first, like really like ridiculous of all right, we want you to dress up like the village people. <laughs> right. Like ridic- like pick like four ridiculous pitches and just, yeah. just to see their reaction. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this one is we're all um uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon <laughs> characters. And I thought it'd be funny. Right, guys? That's funny. Right? <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Bring me with you so I can just egg, just egg, laugh. And- yeah, you're just in a... <laughs> oh, that is hysterical. Read, Mike loves it. Mike loves it. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Mike loves it. <laughs> Mike is the everyman. Everyone's yeah. going to like this. <laughs> Mike represents middle America. <laughs> This is who we're targeting. This is the Disney audience right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why'd you bring that guy? Just to see if this these are good pitches. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm pretty confident you guys are going to like this. He hasn't heard any of yeah, these. He's here for the first time, just like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you know in Foghorn Leghorn? I say, I say, I say, I say, now if it's a, if it's a, if it's a, to- a hawk you want now. I think you, who wants to be that guy? <laughs> <laughs> right. One of your Elmer Fudd. <laughs> yeah, we should pitch really bad ideas. <laughs> and then just be like, all right, we're done. That was all we want. That's our little sketches. I've got this idea where we just play bocce ball. And that's it. And Ivan gets, Ivan gets really pissed. <laughs> Yeah, Ivan gets mad and throws one of the bocce balls. <laughs> Bro, thank you, Mike. Mike likes it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do an exercise. Mm-hmm. And I wish Joe and Amy were here. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to hate this, but you have to learn this, especially as this podcast grows. If you notice, I constantly say, right, Alex. Yeah. Exactly, Alex. I did it once. I said, Deanna. But I haven't done it. Yes, you did, Mike. I did it once, yes. Exactly, Mike. Thanks, Jim. There you go. <laughs> and Hey, Alex, what's up? Nothing much. See? Mike. Now we're starting to get the no voices. <laughs> Artie? What's up, boys? See? And hey, ladies? That's right. Now, Deanna's easy. But <laughs> as I, you know, when Joe and Amy are back. Well, Joe's voice is pretty distinct. Yeah, because he's got kind of like this kind of voice. <laughs> Here's, I mean, it's not really cool what's going on with my glasses, but, uh, you know, I mean, the more I talk about it, the less cool it gets. My water pump ain't working. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, guys, I can't make the podcast because of my water pump. I'm, yeah. The water you pump read on his my text right now. cars, you know. I, the guy said he'd have it finished, but he didn't. And, Amy kind of needs a car, and I don't know. We don't have gas. We don't want to drive out there, basically. <laughs> How long did you interview that guy? That's what Deanna said. Deanna goes, that sounds a little fishy. A water pump? <laughs> sounds very suspect. Went, went on Friday, and it's Monday. He's yeah. going back. I don't what are you doing? Money. He's driving. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Where are you driving? You driving with your new water pump? <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. a $200 Uber here. a road trip. Yeah, Totally. 
Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna edit all my totallys out. Why would you do oh, that? Oh no! Mike? Yeah, you just did totally. I hate it. Hey, hey, Joe, what are you doing? <laughs> can you throw me a piece of cheese somewhere? Yeah, let's have a little yes, cheese. Mike, Is Artie's last name really Cheese? No. We're 20 minutes away from Guess These Metal Lyrics. All right, we're going to talk with uh, Jamie Chester of Hatebreed. What do you think, Mike? Do you, you have any clue what Hatebreed is? I know the name. I know the name. but I, I know the name, too. I, yeah. I, I'm not familiar much with the songs. I looked at a bunch of songs and stuff like that. And I'm going to say like he's a super mellow hmm, guy that wanted to start like a revolution. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of bands, probably even like myself, when I first took a, a radio show at um, Satellite Radio, I wanted to like... I'm gonna change the world. I want to change the world, and mm-hmm. we're just different, blah blah blah. And then you start getting exhausted because there's only the only people who are into it are your fans, <laughs> and then even your fans really aren't into. They're really just attached to. I just like hate, uh-huh. you know. And he yeah. probably he probably even want to call it hate breed or whatever. Yeah. But um, let him do all the answers. Let's talk to. Uh, he's a huge fan of Slayer and Bolt Throw. Have you ever heard of them? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Kim. Hey, Jamie, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good, you can hear me pretty good? Yeah, sounds good. I'm excited to talk to you. The feeling is mutual, my friend. Yeah, man, I was listening to uh, your last podcast. Uh, well, I don't know if it was the last one, but it was with um, the guy from Machine Head. Rob Flynn, yeah. Yeah. You guys were just hanging out. It's freaking awesome. He's got a great voice, too. Like, he should do his own podcast, I would tell him. Yeah, you know, podcasts are... They're hard, though. You really got to have the drive for it, unless you really have much to talk about. Like, you, you you clearly seem like you have a lot to talk about. You're, you're, just, you're socially... You can easily get along with people, and you got a lot to say, and there's a lot of things on your mind where a lot of people don't want that. It's... Even like before I went into podcasting, I really didn't want to because I interviews bore me. Most of them bore me, so it's it it's hard. It's just hard to keep the drive going. So, um, but yeah, he's probably one of those guys that can. Uh, he goes deep. He goes far out. And he's not afraid to dish a little dirt or to talk candidly about like the record label or the early days of the drug dealing. And like that's what you want when you're going into it. Like I. I've had Halford on. He was super candid. I've had Ice T, and you know he was. I could have done like six hours with Ice. I mean, he's amazing. But yeah, sometimes you'll get guys that you know they there's just certain stuff they just don't want to talk about. No matter how much you know them or how much it's going to make for a really entertaining podcast, they would just rather leave it, you know, under the uh, under the cover somewhere. I was how who was your? I I got to talk with Halford and. I am such a diehard Halford and Priest fan that I think the most exciting part for me was, I mean, we went everywhere with him coming out of the closet and then I wanted to ask him about certain songs and uh, we would we would laugh really hard because I go, all right, I'm not going to lie to you. When you came out, there were certain songs I just wouldn't listen to anymore because I thought it was more... Of a of of a gay thing rather than a metal thing, and he's like, "Oh, Jim, just tell me which ones they were, and I'll explain them to you." And I, and 
I think one was Grinder, and he's like, no, 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 Jim. That's that's the man. It's everything you're about. Just taking down the man, and the people are the meat, and they're grinding us. So, all right, I'll start listening to Grinder again. I feel better. I feel better. <laughs> I think I think on like either on Resurrection or maybe it's on the Crucible. I have to go back and look, or maybe it's on the. Uh, on the Halford EP, there's one where he's like, I'm gonna shoot it! I'm gonna shoot it! Cause I'm locked and loaded! I know exactly yeah, what you're talking I'm about. You, I'm gonna, oh yeah, I'm gonna make you cry, uh, something in your eye. You know? there, there's, yo, no, that's one of my favorite songs, and my little one loves that song, and I... And I'm not sure what, I'm just like you, I'm not sure what it's really about. Uh, it, I, I used it as my anger towards, uh, I had this stalker guy, and I was just, I'm, I'm like, man, when I get you just when you think I'm done, I just begun. Because yeah. I'm locked and loaded! <laughs> but it could go either way. Could go either way. <laughs> it really could. You know, I, I'm still suggesting that Crucible album to people, and I try to tell people, like, especially in my kind of more hardcore punk world where people sort of, like, still will give, like, classic heavy metal artists, like, the side eye. I'm like, no, you got... I'm, Alfred went heavy on those records. Like, yes. there is nothing... Like even I mean maybe there's a little bit of melody, but it's like there's like straight up thrash. Yeah, no, he went full blown. He went through full blown hardcore thrash. Um, that that's where I I tapped out. I'm like older, so once the I was like the old guy, like hey, you kids don't know what you're doing over there. Get the hell out of here, you know. <laughs> You're not singing for Christ's sake. You're out there yelling it up. Shut up already and sing a goddamn lyric. And, and but when Resurrection kicks in, though, when that when he hit that high note, oh. it was. I think every Priest fan who was like skeptical of him going solo was like, you know, maybe they heard the two album and right. they're like, oh, I don't, I can deal with another two album. Then you put on Resurrection, and it's like the metal just fell from the sky just like divine intervention i agree i dude i got a i got a metal geeked out moment even though i can i can separate myself as a friend but just as a metal i'm uh, i'm gonna throw a name i'm with um i'm out in california san francisco i'm in james hetfield's car and what CD does he put in? And just as we're going over the Golden State Bridge, we hear, Resurrection! <laughs> and he just, he just turns and he goes, oh, wait, dude, it gets higher. I'm like, oh, really? And it did. It was, that was, it was just such a metal moment. Um, <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, it was very, very cool. And, and he almost slammed and killed us. He wasn't paying attention. Almost slammed the car in front of us and destroyed us both. So uh, thank God that didn't happen. So with Hatebreed, first of all, what attracted you to that music? I was talking with some young people, and they're like, we don't even hear the screaming. We don't even hear. And then it's sort of like when I was growing up. I didn't hear. You know, my father would come in like, what the heck? hell are you listening to it's noise and i'm like this is not noise this is music and they listen to your your generation of of that music the kind of the same way but what 
how'd you get to that level? You know what I mean? Like, where, where, where are you? You're in, a, yeah. you're in a street corner? Like, how's that happen? I'm trying to learn this whole world. Yeah, it, it pretty much was like I was I was passing a venue. There was a venue on Whaley Avenue in New Haven called The Moon. And they had shows probably two, three, maybe sometimes four nights a week. And I was passing by one of the shows and I saw, and I was with my parents. We were coming from the uh, supermarket. And How old are you? How old are you? How old are you about? I mean, I, I had to have been 11 or 12. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, because it was, um, I know at that point I had had, you know, some metal and rock records. I had like uh, Appetite for Destruction. I was born at 77, so this was probably, I, I must, this must have been 89. So I had, and I had like some, my sister was kind of into a little bit of rock and glam. I, I, I knew of like White Lion and, once I got into the sixth grade, this kid was like, oh, you you think Guns N' Roses is heavier. You think Metallica is heavy. You got to hear Slayer, Sepultura. And so going by this show, I saw people with the shirts, but I saw people with mohawks, people, you know, with boots and braces on and just this crazy crowd. So when I got home, I rode my bike down there because it wasn't far from my house. And then I... You know, I had a couple bucks on me. I paid to get in. I walked in. I was like, wait, they're letting me in? <laughs> right. I saw, this, I saw this local band play, this band Big Mistake, and they, I walked right up to the band after the show, and I and I was in the mosh pit. I didn't know what a mosh pit was, and I was like, this is incredible. I got this rush of just adrenaline and dangerous, like, energy, and, and uh, I was like, people are like hitting into each other. It's this like primal kind of tribal activity that you can do, but it's consensual violence, but it's not really like malicious. And people were diving off the stage. And so I walked right up to the band. I was like, that was amazing. I knew I wanted to do it. And then from then, I, was, I, I think within a year, I was in a band and performing and booking shows at, at 13. So Wow. And I guess also the attraction of punk and hardcore is that it's, it's every man's, it's the, it's the working man's music. It's every man's music. You don't have to have the big hair. You don't have to have the lights and the dragons and the smoke. And the, and you don't, you know, your parents don't have to have the money to put you through like Berkeley music school or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. You literally buy a, a, a bass or a guitar <laughs> or a shitty drum set on, you know, the, right. the, the personal ads or Craigslist. Back then we didn't have Craigslist, but, uh, you know what I mean? You could go yeah. to Daddy's Junkie Music and get a used bass, and you could be playing. Right. Was it anything you imagined once you started really hitting it? Like the first I, time you start, you start going, "Who am I working with? What? What's going? On? Wait, we're getting paid? We're getting ca- I'm getting money? Yeah, all that. Yeah, I mean the first Ozfest. I mean the, when we signed the Universal. The first time I interviewed Metallica for Headbangers, I mean, I, I wouldn't even have gotten a job as host Headbangers Ball if it wasn't for Metallica. Like they must have seen the the the, the name on the list of videos to chose, and just by luck of the draw, they chose to play. Because I don't know if you've ever um, you know been at one of these video shows, or if you've ever been at a like doing a radio appearance where they're like, "Hey, you want to play some stuff?" and they hand you that sheet where yeah. it's all like. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. You, and you're you really you just off the top you're like oh let me just choose some ACDC and some Bad Company or whatever is like right. in the first couple letters of the alphabet but for some reason Metallica chose the Hatred video and it went back into the Billboard charts and then my name started getting thrown around being the host so like 
if you told me then, I mean, I used to beg my mother to stay up to watch Headbangers Ball, and I would, I remember going from the black and white TV to the color TV, just having the local channels and just having the, the rabbit ears, then to getting cable and being able to watch Ricky Rackman, or, or even before that, Adam Curry and Dee Schneider, like, I would sit through the white lions and the, and the <laughs> right. you know, just to see the, the morbid angel or the video, right. or, you know. Right. So, Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had like 10 times. I mean, even this past year, we went out on the arena tour with Slipknot, and for your average punk and hardcore band, 21 years into their career, they're not playing arenas, so... It's just, we're very grateful. I, I feel the vibrations of gratitude every day when I put both feet on the floor when I get out of bed, and I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away. Hold on, I got someone to talk to you. Dude, let me fucking tell you. Uh, it's very rare that we'll fucking find a certain bed, but when we, started, <laughs> we saw the whole hate breed thing, and I was like, James... You believe this fucking band that got the balls to call themselves hate breed? This fucking guy, <laughs> Jamie, we gotta bring him on the tour. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. I got a good Lars tour. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. So we're 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 doing our European tour. We're coming to the end of our European tour in '06, and our 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 most um, recent addition to the band, Frank, at the time, he just started playing second guitar for us, and we're in Copenhagen. And I said, oh, let's go to the amusement park, uh, Tivoli, and we'll ride rides and whatever, we'll hang out. We had a, we had a while till the show was gonna start. And uh, we're walking down the street, we're not, you know, we're, we're not seeing any posters for our show, but every like <laughs> couple feet, we're seeing posters for Alice and Cheese and Stone Sour. And we're like, oh man, they're playing in town tonight, no one's gonna be at our show. We're like, what the fuck? And uh, we, we, go into the, we go into the amusement park, and frankly, how crazy would it be if we saw King Diamond at the amusement park. And we're laughing, we're like, that'd be amazing. And uh, like, we're both huge King Diamond fans, Merciful Faith fans, and so anytime we're in Copenhagen, we just blare early Faye, the King, everything. And so we're getting ready to get on a ride, and I'm like, well, what would even be more crazy is if we saw Lars. I mean, you want to talk about Copenhagen and, you know, Denmark as a whole. Who, Who are the biggest... Danish metal and exports, Lars and King. So he goes, dude, are you fucking with me right now? Like, is this like because I just joined the band? Like, you you think this is funny? Like, this this is crazy. And I go, what? What? What do you mean? He goes, look behind you. And so I look behind me, and it's fucking Lars, his son, and Jerry Cantrell waiting in line, like two people behind us to get on the same fucking ride. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! And so yeah. I was like, Lars, what's up? It's James from Avery. I, you know, I just had you guys at Headbangers last year. You know, whatever. Oh my god! He's like, yeah, what's up? Dude? And then he's like, this is Jerry. And we were like, it was just the craziest situation. And then when he got in, you know, because they, when when you get on the ride, they're like, okay, you go here, you go. They were seated right behind us <laughs> on the ride, and I, I was like, "Dude, we have to go get the picture." But for some reason, you know, like when you get off the ride, there's that picture oh, of everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like with their hands up, screaming. But for some reason, they, there wasn't a picture, oh. and I was devastated. But still, it, it was like every. He brings up that Frank still brings up that story. Like, what are the odds he just joins the band and we're in Denmark, and that's like the first people we see? <laughs> that is freaking awesome. Dude, I don't... This is going too high. 
I didn't know it'd be this fucking high, huh? <laughs> and they, this past year, they just put us on uh, two shows with um, test. It was it was Metallica, Faith No More, Creator, Hatebreed, Testament, and Exodus. Wow! How is how is Faith No More? I'm dying to see them live. I thought they were great, but on that type of bill where it was just thrash and hardcore, like right. all throughout. The audience, they come out and they have like white flowers, like thousands of white flowers and all these like different white stage props and the white outfits. The audience kind of look at them perplexed, but they sounded amazing. They're amazing. And well, that's, I, I mean, I think that's the reaction they want. I think that, I think so too. And people forget that there's been a generation and a half that doesn't even know who they are anymore. Uh, that, you know, that was when I was a teenager. And I was, I yeah. loved them, loved them. So, um, dude, I wow. And Slipknot, that's another one where I didn't get it until I saw the show. I'm like, these guys, these guys are freaking yeah, brilliant. They're freaking brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. It's it's the greatest carnival. It's, it's a circus music awesomeness for adults. I don't even know how to explain it, but that's how I tell everyone. Yeah. I go, I know you don't get it. Go see him live and you'll get exactly what's going on. And you're tapping into this primal, almost like, I don't know, an ancient kind of energy that somehow they have been able to channel where everybody knows you love a loud, heavy drum. They've loved that since the beginning of time. You love a loud amp in the face since the last, whatever, 40, 50 years. So they've just taken it to that next level where now... You're watching pentagrams and explosions and guys with masks on. It's just incredible. Yeah, you, dude, you're a heavy guy. You're, you're into I. It's like uh, Mayan rituals or something. It really have, is like a Mayan ritual. Yeah. It's exactly what, they what they're tapping into. But like, like, like he's saying, it's, it's, it is in all of us, right down to. I can get a little three year old right now and start going. <laughs> I get. I gotta say, I still listen to Indian tribal music. I want to hear it. It's the it taps into a part of me that nothing else yeah, can. And you think, like, back, uh, people always talk about, oh, they used to do all this stuff. They used to uh, have these rituals they do, and people look at us like, oh, that was back then. But we still do it today. Yeah. Like concerts. Yeah. It's the yeah. same exact thing. Right. But just on a different We're level. We're just rocking in circles and moshing, and people are looking at it weird, but it's the same thing. They used to do it around a fire. Right. They would run around the fire screaming. Yeah. But we're crazy. Yeah. We're the nuts. <laughs> And it's this transformative, cleansing experience for so many people. I just this morning, I was like, I gotta go on my Facebook and return a bunch of messages. I, I went on my job to Facebook, and the, one of the first messages was, I just went through the worst divorce. This woman took half my money, my kids, my dog, and every morning I just get up and I run, and I run three, four miles. I listen to Slipknot, Hate Breed, Lamb of God, and it just cleanses me, and I come, I come out of that run a new man ready to face the day and i was it just really it, little things like that make it so worth it because we are kind of all viewed as We're like that red-headed stepchild of of metal where people like you know the mainstream movies the commercials the the mainstream tv shows and radio shows they're like yeah he's a nice guy we'll have him on we can talk headbangers but i don't know if we can play the song you know what i mean it's like we're still <laughs> right. trying to break through but it's it's underground it's it's huge and it means so much to people. We just need it. To, we need those, you know, we need the big, that metal shows and your podcast and all the big 
podcasts and now these alternative forms of media and, and mediums to get out to people. That's what we need to really, I think, take this next generation of heavy, heavy metal to that next level. Well, to be honest with you, that one of the reasons I started this is because, and when I had a radio show on satellite and the crew that I was with didn't really, they weren't really metal heads. So I can only do it like once a month and I try to explain to them. They thought I was, again, it would always get back into the, oh, you know, it's because you got anger in you or whatever. And I would explain to people, even when I was younger, it's you, first of all, it's an intellectual level too. People just, it's almost, they think, uh, well, you're into, you're into dark and evil. It's like, no, actually, I'm opposite of that. Yeah. And I and I resent the dark and evil, but I'll listen to this, which kind of, it, it almost exploits it. And many times it exploits it and cleanses it out. I get very angry thinking about the many people and the many minds out of control. And there's not many outlets that you could talk about where people go, oh, well, if you're into conspiracies, you're a, you're a goddamn liberal or hippie. You're, you're a, what are you, what are you saying? You're a, you gotta be on drugs. Just whatever conversation that, that asks questions. Metal was that. It still is. It's a cleanser. You, you really wrapped it up really good. We're 10 minutes away from Guess These Metal Lyrics with Jamie Jasta. And it's also thought-provoking. When I, I know it sounds corny, but the first time I listened to War Pigs, mm-hmm. it really yeah. made me think about, oh my God, the horror mm-hmm. of just sending people off and why they're sending them off. And, and the whole precise plan of it all and the propaganda and the this and the that. And, but you know what? You know what's the scary part to me is you can bark as loud as you want, all you want. People still, they either don't want to hear it or they're just like, yeah, you know. They, they just turn the cheek. They just turn a blind eye or whatever. But I do think it's growing. Yeah. One of the things I love about doing this podcast, we started um, taking lyrics that are hidden in your style of music, in the music that we grew up in. Like, I would tell my wife. My wife is like, she went through a born-again stage. It's another whole podcast. Um, and and she would start tapping into, like, my music. I don't know if you should be listening. I'm like, hey, 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 let's take it down a level. You <laughs> worry about You're you. crossing a line. Yeah, here. you're crossing a <laughs> line here. You, you, you live by example and don't worry about what I'm doing. But... When I, would, when I would read her lyrics, I would purposely do this exercise where I would read her lyrics or I would talk it like a monologue from a movie and she'd go, oh my God, that's so powerful. What is that? Like, oh, funny you said that. That was Disposable <laughs> Heroes by Metallica. Oh my God. Funny you said that. That was Electric Eye by Judas Priest. <laughs> oh, wow. That, and so I feel like so many great messages are still to be heard. We just got to exploit them in different ways. And uh, like you said, just doing podcasts and stuff. All right. So I don't want to bore your mind. I'm going to... um... (laughs) Well, it's funny that you said that because there's like people that will text hate read lyrics. Like there's a thing on Twitter where it's like text hate read lyrics to your ex. (laughs) And they would text our lyrics and they would be like, I've never thought about it that way. You're right. Can you call me? Like, and they they would like it would be this uplifting, motivated thing when it's not over this bed of 
rushing, breakdown, heavy style music, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's uh, that's when we're doing our job. All right. So I asked you two favorite bands. I want to see, and something tells me that you're going to do pretty well with yeah, this. Yeah, I think you will. Yeah, I think he's going to do very well. Um, I think he's going to be one of our best contestants we ever had. I just, I just have that feeling. Yeah. He's... You know, he's also be right up there with the other. I think so. All right, so thanks for turning me on to. I'm not. I haven't absorbed the music yet, but the lyrics were pretty powerful. Bolt thrower. I don't even know who yeah. bolt thrower was. <laughs> I had no clue. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, a lot of war, a lot of war, a lot of war. But my dad was World War Two, so I was always kind of trying to learn the history of him because he was so. He wouldn't speak to me much about it. If he if he met someone else in it, he would talk a little bit about it, but they wouldn't get too far into it. But I'm always. By the way, a little a little side note: the best Opie and Jimmy appearances were with you. I I must have missed so many interviews and meetings. I couldn't get out of the car listening. <laughs> I that was fascinating. If you want to read a good book, my father was in Vietnam, my grandfather fought in Guadalcanal. If you want to read a really good book, it's called On Killing. On, on what? Now. On what? It's called On Killing. Oh, okay. And it's, it gives a, like an insight into a lot of what the guys went into that, you know, have fought and a lot of statistics and, you know, my family's dealt with PTSD and things like that. So I started to read this book in hopes to maybe, um, you know, just learn about what a lot of the stuff that those guys had to keep inside for many years, you know? You know, a moment I saw it with my dad, I'll never forget the rest of my life. You know how you see, um, uh, like, they'll have flashbacks on, on whatever, so a, a war vet, and they do over-the-top, goofy uh, guy having a flashback. It's, it's, yeah. it's usually in a comical sense. And I always thought, like, oh, guys, that's so stupid. But... I swear to God, I'll never forget this. I came home one night, and yeah, I'm young, and and my dad would drink pretty much every night. He wouldn't, he wouldn't get trashed, but he would he would pass out in the chair or pass out in the couch. I'm living in Florida, and I come home. I'm about um, 22, 23, and he's out. He's out like a light on the on the on the couch. And I'm in the kitchen trying to like sober up, eat eat a peanut butter and banana. So I mean, I'm I'm eating raw peanut butter or something. So uh, this will work. And um, all of a sudden, he just opens his eyes and he starts looking around. And I go, Dad, what? Dad, what are you doing? Dad, what are you doing? And he doesn't. He's not acknowledging me. And he goes, Shh, You fucking hear that? I said, Dad, what are you doing? I, got, I have no clue. It's going to, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's completely dreaming. He, his eyes are wide awake. And he's talking. He keeps looking around. I got Dad, and I'm standing right in front. Now I came around the counter, and I'm staring at him because he's freaking me out. He's going, you don't hear yeah. that? You don't fucking hear that? I go, what? And then he, he looked, and then he, he took a deep sigh, and he goes, it's just fucking land crab. They're just fucking land crabs. Okay. It's fucking land crabs. And I went, what the... F-? And, he went, and he went right back into a coma. And I had to go to the VFW and all that. And they told me, uh, they're like, yo, your father was... He had to build... They would drop him off on the Japanese islands in the Philippines. They would drop him off. 
And one of the islands was completely overrun. There was only like three guys left. He had to stay up all night until the Marines would come and save him. And what people don't realize is little things, like while you stand up all night, in the bushes, you'd hear, and you didn't know if that was Japanese closing in on you. But at the end of the day, they're just fucking little land crabs just walking along. And he's literally just holding his gun going, do I fucking shoot and take the chance and just expose us? Or do I... Like just the eyes, I'll never forget that moment, and that's that's the moment where I started really, like hanging around the VFW guys and getting like, oh my god, I just, I'm worried about. So those moments would just come back to him. Yes, and and then when I asked him the next day, he'd go, you you you, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Same here. I I dealt with that many times. One time I went out, I I heard somebody in the garage in the middle of the night. And I went out there, and my father's digging in the garage, like digging like into the the concrete with a shovel, just in a just in a a daze. We're like, and then my mother comes out, "What are you doing?" And it's like, "Okay, Dad's going to the VA for a while. He's gonna he's oh wow, back. yeah, you know things like that." Or why is this huge? How, who had the strength to pick up this huge potted plant, a potted tree, and smash it? Oh, Dad had a bad dream. Wow. Yeah. It's no joke. Yeah, it's, it's real. But you should read that book. It's fascinating. I'm going to check that out. Thank you. It's time to play Guess These Metal Lyrics. So I got some lyrics, bolt thrower, and some slayer. Yep. And you're just going to say, we'll see if you if you know which band it's from and what song it's from. All right? Okay. I, I have a funny feeling you're going to kill this thing. I thought I would really get you because I hit like I try to get a little obscure, like instead <laughs> instead of the chorus, I'm like I'll show him. Something tells me you've listened to it pretty thoroughly. Okay, and I'm just gonna read it, so I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna try to throw you off here. You're my living warrior. My strength shall be my revenge. You shall have no remorse as you. St- as you slay for my right. That's all I'm giving you. That's, yeah, that's off, uh, that's bull thrower. That's off, uh. Jesus. Uh, that, that's off, that's from Cenotaph, Cenotaph? It's, it's off the EP. Yeah, it's, it's Prophet of Hatred. Yes. Jesus, all right, you got one, I, I gotta give you that one. That was I, an easy one. <laughs> so is, okay. Bullthrower has the hardest lyrics ever. There's this one song I listened to this morning where he goes, "There is no shelter from the steel rain." <laughs> <laughs> where are they from? England. Yeah, uh, obviously, obviously. Those guys, those guys have a little darker perception. You know, you forget about, dude. I would sometimes you talk to some of those guys too. Like um, I talked to Glenn Tipton and and stuff. They you forget they come from thousands and thousands of years, and they have so much history. And to hear them talk about their experiences and their thoughts of World War II and stuff like that, it's it's a completely different thing they got going on. All right. Oh yeah, I mean, some their parents or their grandparents were alive during the Blitz. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. 
Afterlife confessions, looking on in wonder, tell me who you used to be as I show you it was me. Oh, I think I got him. That's spirit. That's uh, that's spirit and black. Oh, God dang it. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Son, yeah, I knew this was going to be... I, I was... Damn it. So you know what? As soon as I had the conversation with you, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to... He's going to kill at these things. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'm not... I'm not you know who you got to get on your podcast? You got to get Tom Araya. He's very elusive. Him and... I've had Gary Holt on. Him and Kerry King are very elusive. But man, if you could get him and get him in a good mood and get the stories flowing, that would be so fucking killer, man. I'll work on that. On your on your recommendation, I will do. I will. I will with all my power. That is definitely what I'm gonna. I tried. I tried on the Motorhead cruise. I tried. Hey, were you on the recent Motorhead cruise? Yeah, we uh, replayed. Oh, we were on. We were on last year, and I am so. I'm so blessed. You know, I would see them. I would see Motorhead on festivals. But watching them on the boat, I swear to God, I felt like it was 1970s, and I was that little kid back morphed in time, and like, and I saw them, and no one ever, no one saw them ever, and this was the first time you got to see them, and I, I loved. Let me would just come out and go hello, e- even on the boat, hello, fucking Motorhead, and we play rock and roll, <laughs> and then it was, it's such an awesome experience. I'm so glad I got to do that. Um, I, I. I just had him on my podcast back in October, and I brought, like, my dream Motorhead set list, and I was worried. I didn't want him to think, like, you know, I'm being, like, overbearing, like, oh, can I pick your set list? But I just, I showed him the set list, and, and he's like, that's a good set. It's a, it's a good choice. There's some good choices. And, like, I was so thrilled and happy. I was just able to chat with him again, and, and I was able to say hi on the cruise and, and thank him for inviting us on the cruise, and then... You know, I just have, we toured with them in 99. It was one of our first big tours, and I just have awesome memories from that tour, and I've probably told this story a billion times, but the first day he, I walked in, and I was nervous, and everybody was like, yeah, just be cool, you know, like, we don't want to, we have a word, punish, like, like, if someone's bothering a rock star, you're, like, punishing them, you know, and right. like, don't punish, don't punish Lemmy, don't, you know, don't bother <laughs> right, right. and 10 a.m., at the, like, there he was with pool cue in hand and and a couple lines chopped up on the on the on the table and two hot fake titted black strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything you would dream of him doing, like in true rock star fashion. That was it. Just we got to see it all. So it was amazing. He just rocked it to his death the way he wanted did to go. Fuck, did I fuck up the game? What's that? No, not no. at all. Not at all. Okay. Uh, (laughs) No, not at all. We're 15 minutes away from Metal Monologues. Stay tuned. Okay, here we go. Be dead, friend from above, when darkness falls. Descend into my sights. You're falling. Oh, interesting. Actually, I don't know what song. It's War Ensemble by Slayer! Ah! Uh, what part of the song? You know, I, one time Tom lost his voice. We were on tour with him in 2004, and 
I had downed an entire bottle of vodka thinking that my show was over and it was time to party. Well, they said, Tom Lawson's voice, get out there. And I run out there completely wasted. There's a cat, a long catwalk, like a, like a balcony leading to the stage. And the whole time I'm trying to figure out what song they're playing. And I'm like, it has this intro. And I'm like, oh, I got it. It's, it's rain and blood. I'll be all right. And I get down there and I get out there. But I start singing Angel of Death lyrics over <laughs> rain and blood. And Gary comes over and kicks me. Like, what are you doing? And luckily, this was pre-cell phone cameras, pre-YouTube, because I would never hear the fucking end of this. And it would have like two million views or whatever. But um, but but I'm I'm embarrassed that I fucked up War Ensemble. But no, what part? What part were you reading? Oh my god, that was deep in the middle of it. You would have never, okay. and I and I purposely did that. It was like such. It was in one of the. Uh, it wasn't close to the chorus, and I, and that's why I was like, all right, if I get like three parts of this tiny verse, he'll never get it. <laughs> he'll never get it. Uh, but anyway, hey man, I don't want to take a light turn. What what an honor and a pleasure it was to have you, Jamie. I I appreciate it. Uh, I can't wait to meet. Hang out. I, something tells me we'd be talking for hours and hours and laughing our asses off. But um, much, totally, man. The honor and the pleasure is all mine. Man. Yeah, much, much success with everything. Everything you've got going out there, and then um, hopefully our roads will cross, man. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you. And i got to send you our new record. It's called The Concrete Confessional. And it's coming out at end Ooh. of May. Maybe end of April, early May. We just announced the tour. If anybody wants to come see a show, just go to hatebreed.com or uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Jamie Johnson. I, my podcast is on iTunes, and I got to get you on my podcast. I got so many questions for you, and I can't wait. It would be it would be it would be a, a real awesome opportunity to have you on. Whenever you're ready, man, I'll be locked and loaded. Whenever you're ready, so just uh, locked and loaded. Cause I'm locked and loaded. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot. Dude, did you know I get to sing that song with him? Come on. Go on YouTube and look up um, Brewer Sebastian Bach and Halford. And we got to do it. I brought his little kid in as a guitarist. And we sang that. And we sang, what was the other? Oh, one of my favorites. uh, The one you love to hate. I love that song. Yeah. Oh, I love so yeah. Those oh. two, those two are on YouTube, and it's it literally I'm like a child. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so out of place there, but you'll get a kick out of that. It was freaking hilarious. What about what about these? I'm digging deep inside my soul to bring out myself of this goddamn hole. Don't read into it too much, but. We got. I'm gonna get Halford on, and I'm gonna like really grill him on all the lyrics. I can't believe you already did that. I need to hear that because Rob Flynn was actually saying to me, "You need to get Halford back on for part two and totally have him tell you what lyrics are fully gay." <laughs> well, you know what I think. I, I I'm gonna try to find it and I'll try to link it to you, like send it to you. I think I might even ask him about "Eat Me Alive." And I, I was like, come on, man. Tell me. Even. But what I loved about him, he was so honest. I went, listen, you guys really, 
I was all right with Turbo Love. I was all right with that. But I didn't like the long jackets and the hair. That really bothered me. Do so. I know, Jim, you know, it was the times. It's just, you know, you take chances. And he was just, what a great guy. What a great guy. He's the most sincere, like, just humble, amazing guy. Seriously, like, he, we used to chat back in the AOL days. Oh, wow. Wow. He had a. He had a T-Mobile sidekick. Do you remember the sidekick? No. We- it was like a little, it was like a phone that flipped up and oh, it had a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and uh, after, I think it was after we did, I want to say we had him on Headbangers. Oh, oh it was, it was we, we had original Priest right after he rejoined. And we were on the tour. We, it was Sabbath, Priest, Slayer, and then we were on the second stage on that Oscar. Right. And... So we were doing like a big episode and I was getting all these messages like, you better not, you better not uh, throw him the softball questions. Make sure you ask him about Turbo and, and adding the sins. And of course, everybody like you just brings up the outfit. Like I think people were more hurt by the outfit than the actual song. <laughs> exactly. The song is like a huge hit in the set. Like nobody complains. Nobody, every, the whole arena is singing it when they play it. But back then it was like, what do they do? Right. But, um, but uh, when we had him on, I said, oh, yeah, you know, I'll see you this summer. And he said, he saw me with the sidekick. And he said, oh, hit, hit me up on the sidekick or whatever. And, and like, that's just how he is. He's a true metalhead. You can, you know, suggest albums. He, he was asking about Kirk from Crowbar. I mm. told Kirk, I'm like, he, he knows about Crowbar. And he, Kirk is like, no way. I mean, he really is, like, that much of a, a legit fan and just a great guy all around. Yeah, he, he is the metal god. There's no other way about it. He is the metal god. Well, absolutely. All right, brother. God, call George and let's get together. This would be awesome. I think we'd have a four-hour podcast by the time we're done. For sure. And I want to pitch you a show where, you know how they have this, like, whatever, metal, like, or uh, pop and rap, like, lip sync show? We need to do our own, like, metal karaoke show and pitch it to a network where instead of lip syncing, we actually do it. And we get everybody to do it. If you want to get together and try to... I, I, I been talking to management and freaking... Um, and, um, and what do you call it? Metal Blade, Brian Slagle at Metal Blade for two years now. And that's why I finally started this podcast. I'm like, you know what? If you guys aren't going to... If no one's going to help me with the TV show and like, oh, we're going to pitch it and we're going to do it. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to start the podcast. We're going to start doing the sketches on there. And then eventually we're going to start um, filming it. And then eventually it'll be a show. But yes, there is a, I think there's a demand for guys like you, guys like me. I'd, I'd love to talk to you. I'll call you off air. And um, I've got like 10 more ideas to add to what you just said mm. that I think you, oh. you will freaking love too. If you saw the, the this podcast, by the way, will come out Monday. You got to listen to it and see what we did with certain lyrics. We did metal monologues, and what that is is yeah. we, we took act. I took acting scenes from from metal lyrics, but you know, you, you like my wife had no clue what it was from. And one of the scenes we made really funny. We took um, we took, and sometimes they don't have to be. They don't have to be funny. Yeah, some are serious. Some, some of them are very serious. Yeah. Where it's just a very serious acting, where I want to get real actors to do it. And we did 
We, living after midnight. We did living after midnight. It was the fu- we had a female and a male where the female was yelling at him, doing <laughs> doing one section like you know you're living it up after midnight. I start up at one a.m. <laughs> and that's when I make my moves right. <laughs> living it, and I can't tell you if it was in front of an audience and we had a show and show oh, like God. people go, this is freaking awesome. This is great. I come alive in the neon light. I come alive <laughs> in the neon light. Let me move right. I make my moves right. Yeah, loaded, loaded. <laughs> it was so. Jamie, <laughs> it was so freaking funny. And then um, I did a couple serious ones, but. We can mix a bunch of ideas, and we should really, um, even if it starts off where we, we, you're, we're, are you in Connecticut all the time? Like when you're home? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it could be, you need to do like improv, karaoke, yes. it could be like a, a variety show. I, I got it. Would, it would be I, huge. I already got it, bro. I already got yeah. it. Let's talk about this. Um, this, this, this podcast, we, we actually, we do every Monday night. We talked about all this. And, and Mike, who you hear in the background, his girlfriend's like, we got to do improv. I said, yes, exactly. And then part of the improv, too, is because I can also do impressions. So if we go, okay, uh, Brian Johnson has to sing a song about what? Okay, here's who's singing. But you got a kick-ass band behind it. There's a million ideas. Let's talk off offline. Before everyone steals them. I, I, you know, this is pretty hard to steal. Yeah, this yeah, is pretty hard to steal. Yeah. A, you need the talent. Yeah. B, you need the know-how. And uh, I, th- I feel, I feel safe with Jamie, and Jamie feels safe with me. And I think yeah. uh, the juices are flowing here. Yeah. And we get, and and I think what we talked about too is when we turned off the podcast is we book a night in the city, and we promote a very small club, and we yep. just do it live one night, an hour and a half, two hours. We know what bits we're doing. It does well. We do it the next month. And you do Vegas, a residency. Bang, bang, we're on the same level there, baby. Turn the neon lights, that's when I come alive. (laughs) My pulse is racing. Yeah, I'm hot to take. Loaded, loaded. You got that right. All right, man, be safe. Have a good one. You too, thanks, Jim. All right, bye. See ya. Two and a half minutes away. To Metal Monologues, starring Jim and Deanna. Deanna sent me um, awesome lyrics. Did you see that? Is it Living After Midnight? Yes. I, got, I She told me I didn't understand it he fully. He wouldn't do it with me. I tried to. I mean, he wouldn't do it with you? Voice, see, so here. This is. So, let, uh, just to let you guys know that. Yes. Yes, last Mike. Year, last year, when you're, last week, when the trainer gets here and I run out to the car to get him. Yes. And then I come back in and it's just like, oh, I wonder what they talked about when I went out. You guys don't realize that when you leave, I have to listen to what everything that happened in this room. Yeah. <laughs> and I hear you guys talking about, Mike doesn't want to do it. We're going to have Mike <laughs> act it out. And Deanna's involved too. She's going, have him do it in this voice. And then I walk in and you guys are like, yeah, so I, that's just all that's going on. Oh, they're back now. <laughs> so the big, you guys want me to act? Yeah, but not some t- you know, like it would be um something tells me should it'd be funny as hell if Joe and Amy Joe were part Amy of this. Did, huh? I think well, Joe will laugh very hard. Joe will laugh really. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly would laugh very hard. 
I'm just not good. I, like when I saw your thing you showed me yeah. today. Yeah. That was like good. Well. Why don't you show it to us? Okay. What I did was. It's, it's awesome. And I sit there and go like, I, I don't even, I don't have that in me at all. Like, but this is me in a hotel. You ho- totally do though. You have, you have this like improvising. But not when I'm trying to do it. If you right, were to so t- don't try and just do it like you're talking I about. don't know how to do that. Okay. Hold on. We'll shut the light. I think you I, I would have to turn off all the lights. Hold on. I'll sh- I'll I'll play the video, but this is me in my hotel room. All right, ready? See people say, "What we we say like, what do you do on the road?" That, yeah. I literally spent like an hour doing a couple monologues, but this is this is one it's of them. Metal monologues where we take heavy metal lyrics and we make them into acting monologues. Okay, here we go. Can you see it? You will do what I say when I say get back in the front. And you will die when I say you must die. Get back in the front. Now, this is what's funny. Hello. That was a acting monologue by the great. <laughs> we used a monologue that were lyrics from the great song Disposable Heroes by Metallica. And crowd Thank applause. You for participating. That was uh, awesome. Yeah? yeah? Now, here's the funny part. I did that like four or five times. Well, when I saw, I saw his phone, and it's like there's like eighty. He's like, "Nah, this one's not good, not good, not good." He must have been sitting in that hotel room. And all, all I could think about was because where I stayed at, I played Stratton, um, Stratton, Vermont, and it was a ski resort. You literally can hear the the, the walls were literally like uh, um, styrofoam. You you can hear seven in the morning people getting up to conversations in the next room, phone calls. I've never been in a louder hotel room where you can hear everything. So all I can think about is someone's got to be listening to me do this <laughs> over and over and over again. And then I did. Right. All I can think about is the hell is that some bitch talking about? He keeps repeating how someone needs to get back in the front. It's like, is he talking to his son about snowboarding? Yeah. I'm going to go over there and tell him to get back in the front because I'm tired of hearing telling him to get back in the front. Hey, get back in the front in there. Why won't you listen to your father? Listen to grandpa. Listen to your grandfather, you little son of a bitch. Get back in the front. Now I'm sitting here in the other room and I heard him ask at least eight to nine times in eight to nine different manners. I heard him whisper it. I heard him yell it. I heard him think about it. I heard him pause it. He can't figure out how to get through to you. Get back in the front. What the hell are you, deaf? Now open this door, you son of a bitch. And get back in the front. And what the hell is this eye you're talking about? Who the hell is an electric eye? And why is he watching everybody? 
What the hell is going on in that hotel room? <laughs> wait, yeah. So here's the other one. I did a leg. Wait. Up here in space. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, no, you got you know, to I gotta post this online. Wait, I gotta post this online because it's so goofy looking. Yeah, you have to see his face. You gotta see my face. Wait. Look at. I'm getting so into this. Ready? I'm re- like I'm acting out for a movie. Like I'm trying out for a movie. Up here in space, looking down on you, and my lasers trace everything you do. <laughs> you think private lives think nothing of the kind. And there's no true escape because I'm watching all the time. I'm made of metal. My circuits gleam. What the hell is going on in there? <laughs> hey! This is the eighth time you started talking about electric art! Hey! Open up! Now if you don't shut up about your damn electric guy, and if that kid don't get back in the front, I'm gonna take these skis and shove it in someone's rear end! I'm trying to join a goddamn fireplace watching the snow and you're trying to make people get in the front. The front of what? The hell you want them in the front for? And who's watching me? (laughs) (laughs) Deanna, when you sent me that Living After Midnight, when you read the lyrics on this thing... Is there a... Audio of it, or just? I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Yes, she sent an audio, and it was pretty. Please don't play it. I won't play. It. I won't play. It. <laughs> I won't play. It. She was just doing it as an example. Yeah, just for the idea. But if you have two people, like really, like. You can do that. So the woman. So is it an argument? Yeah, I could do it now, it, real quick. It could be like the woman. Do you have it on you? Yeah. Like yeah. just total cold read. You know, it could be one of two things. It could be he's a little bit snookered and she's had it and she's tired of it. Or I also was a take where these two could have hooked up and they're kind of like, woo, because that's how we roll. You know what I mean? Like that. Deanna, sit right next to Alex. Get snuggle close. (laughs) Wait. Was he going to read the man part? No, no. Just because she can be. She's not. Oh, I got you. So, So the microphone. Yeah. All right. This is great. So how do you guys know who's saying which part? I wrote it out. She wrote it out. So she wrote like, woman, living after midnight, rocking to the dawn, loving till the morning. Man, dead, I'm gone. I'm gone. I took the city about 1 a.m. Woman. I took the city about 1 a.m. Right, right. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, he's got to be the guy. Right, (laughs) right. Still hungover. Right, right. You know, he's like, living after midnight. You're rocking to the I love it. You know, however, I don't know, whatever that character that can in the end, he's like, Man, and I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. Mm-hmm. You mess around with it? Yeah, sure, why not? Alright, alright, go ahead. And we don't have to do the whole thing. We'll just see how far we can get. Okay. <clears throat> it's time for Metal Monologues with Jim. And Deanna. And scene. 
Living after midnight, rocking to the dawn, lo- loving till the morning. Then I'm gone! <laughs> I'm gone! Yeah, I took the city about 1 a.m. You're loaded! You're loaded! All geared up to score again, loaded. I go alive in the neon light! That's <laughs> That's when I make my moves right! Living after midnight. Rockin' till the dawn. <laughs> Love it till the morning. Then I'm gone! I'm gone! Got gleaming chrome, reflected steel. Yeah, loaded, loaded, loaded. Loaded, loaded la, la, ready la, to take la, on every deal. Yeah, my pulse is racing. I'm hot to take. Yeah, well, this motor's revved up. Fit to break. Living after midnight. Rockin' till the dawn. Love it till the morning. Then I'm gone. I'm gone! <laughs> Yeah, my body's coming all night long. The air's electric, spark of power. Loaded. Loaded. I'm getting hotter by the hour. Loaded. I set my sights, and then home in, and a joint starts flying when I begin. Living after midnight. Rockin' till the dawn! Love it till the morning! Then I'm gone! I'm gone! Living after midnight! Rockin' till the dawn! Love it till the morning! Then I'm gone! I'm gone! Living after midnight! Rockin' till the dawn! Love it till the morning! I'm gone! I'm gone! And see. Oh my god! That's hilarious! That is great! That is great! Oh my god! That was freaking awesome. <laughs> That's that was amazing. Good. That was high five to We gotta come up with. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta, you gotta find more scenes. I love. Oh my god, Deanna, you gotta find more scenes. This is gotta be like. That is no. way too I was, much. Fun. I just want to hear that guy and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but what about her? She had this whole like I know. Marissa. That's exactly thing yeah. going on. The my cousin Vinny one. It's She's like this right. tough chick who's yeah. had it. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. It's fun if we like. And if we really out like a really. Like, yes, if we hone that in and hone that in and rehearse it and do like as a stage bit, dude, that's freaking brilliant. Yeah. Fun. Totally. Totally. Let's go back to the podcast. It's time to play. How many times oh. has Mike Tichi oh. said totally? Oh. At the end of the year, we will tally up how many times Mike Tichi actually says totally. And you, as the listener, get to guess. Will it be an under 50, <laughs> over 50? Well, no, I'm gonna, I think it's going to go down as the year goes on once I'm more aware of it. I'm just not aware until it passes. No, I don't. I think you're gonna. I would take the over fifty. This is a long year, bro. I know. Long year. Four, eight, four times twelve, thirty-six. Yeah. That's thirty-six episodes, and you're clearly up to about six or seven. <laughs> no, I think I'm past. That. <laughs> Do you? I think I've heard like twelve. He's got me doing it and for the record, there's nothing wrong with it. You're the only one that has a problem with it. I know, but it's. Ugh. Wow, this was fun. Yeah, this was a lot good. of fun.
There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Run to Old Navy starting tomorrow. All Old Navy Active is buy one, get one free. Two days only this Saturday and Sunday. That's right. Your favorite workout wear is all buy one, get one free. Better hurry. It's just tomorrow through Sunday at Old Navy. Valid 114 to 115 in stores only. 